Welcome to this week's edition of Hockey Unfiltered, the podcast with Ken Campbell. I am the sidekick, Dylan Waugh. I am the Colonel Clink to whoever the hell ran Hogan's Heroes. <laughs> uh, today we're going to be talking about the Edmonton Oilers, Connor McDavid, some quarter season awards marks just for fun, Canada's goaltending situation, and we got to talk about Ovi. So check us out on Twitter at HockeyNoFilter, Ken underscore Campbell 27, of course, at underscore Dylan Waugh. That was good. Yeah, thanks. I'm going to I'm going to um take that and mix that and turn that into the whole theme song. It's just going to be you going da na na na. Actually, I did that one week, didn't I? I think you did. Yeah, was, I I'm 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 more funny than I care to admit sometimes. Or you're funnier. <laughs> That's what a Carlton educational gets you. The K in Carlton stands for quality, bud. Yeah. I uh I thought about saying that to the Carlton recruiters at my college the other day. They were recruiting at your college? Well, a lot of our programs bridge in. Like, I see. Okay. If I bridged into kinesiology, then I, like my first two years are done. And ah, I bridge I into see. it okay. as a third-year okay. kinesiologist. Okay. Yeah, okay. I get it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, tell me how you're feeling. Oh, man. If I were any better. Nope. I'd, nope. 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 I'd be the nope. Arizona Coyotes. Oh, there it is. Nope. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. thought you were going to say your regular line. I was like, nope. No. We talked about this. No, 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 no. Don't worry. If I were any better, I'd be the Arizona Coyotes. Really? Why is that? Are they doing well? They are They are doing quite well. Yes. 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 Five in a row. Yeah. They scored last night against the Washington Capitals. They had a clear two on none while killing a penalty. Sounds like uh, the Washington Capitals had my team's defense on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's probably right. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they've beat. They've got a five-game winning streak going, and in that five-game winning streak, they have defeated the past five Stanley Cup champions. Yes. So, uh, boy. What does that tell us? It tells us that it y'all better not come around to Mullet Arena anytime soon. It tells us. It also tells us that the Board of Governors are still meeting right now, I think in Seattle. Yeah. And it tells us they're still going to be discussing the future of the Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> I think that more right than... Right in the midst of this beautiful winning streak where they're playing some great hockey, killing yeah. penalties or power plays picked up. Connor Ingram, we're going to probably talk about him a little later. Oh, yeah. uh, he's been amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, they're starting to get some scoring. Uh, you know, Nick Bjugstad is gr- like Michael Carcone. Michael Carcone, 12 goals. You know, journeyman minor league guy that they signed in 2021. And then last year he had 85 points in the American League, went to the World Championship, played for Canada, was really good. Yeah. And now he's got 12 goals leading the team. So, yeah. yeah. Good think, things are happening in Arizona yeah. on the ice. Not so sure about off the ice. Well, <laughs> I mean, the, the majority of Arizona is off ice, really. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of ice in that city. No. Yeah. yeah. That was a climate joke. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, and now the are you ready? ice they see is in their drinks. And, 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 and now are you ready for the, for the, for the climate change joke? And soon we'll all be like that. Hmm. Makes you think. Mm, yeah, yeah, it does. No, I think makes that... Makes me think you're... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, 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 I mean, I've said it before. I, I think that the they're going for a slow build. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that their, their last attempt at relevancy under the former GM... Or relevance, yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. Was, uh, how should we say, so obviously unsustainable mm-hmm. immediately. It was just, let's cap out with a bunch of free agents that have something left in the tank, but very little. Right. Um, you know, the the Jalmerson kind of contracts and stuff like that, right? It's just very obviously unsustainable. And and this time they're going for for a build the right way. You know, well, bringing yeah. in Bukestad, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and drafting and developing. Well, and bringing in Logan Cooley, who's been very, very good. Yeah, you know they've got some. They've got some good young players. That, that would be under the you know, draft the Sean, and the developing. Sean, uh, the Sean, yeah, the Sean Dersey, the yeah. Sean Dersey acquisition has been excellent. Yeah, um, yeah. So interesting to see these fellas in Arizona because let's see where are they now? Right here. Let's see. They have about two point eight million dollars in cap space. As it wow! Stands. When you look at cap friendly and you look at where they're at their picks, like it's like it's like being blinded. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So they've got they've got a couple of million to play with in terms of uh, in terms of um, uh, cap space, mm-hmm. and yeah, they have no they have no defensemen signed for next year. A bunch of them with R- RFA with arbitration rights, so they'll be back. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So yeah, no, I I think I think, you know, I think that the slow build will probably become a quicker build, in um, now that they know that they're as good as they are. Well, that's the uh, hope, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think maybe we might see them being a bit more of a player, uh, you know, and for the first time ever in a gazillion years, they might be a buyer at the trade deadline. You think? When you said now, you literally meant now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I guess with all the cap picks, why not? Right. Right. With I with, mean, they've got they've got like draft picks I in the next say. in the next in the next three years. They have ten second round picks <laughs> in the next three years. Yeah. And and I mean that is the stock and trade of deadline acquisitions. Oh yeah, you know, I, I mean, I mean, you know, and they've got their first every year, so you know, there's that. So let's say, let's just say for shits and giggles here. Okay. Let's just say for shits and giggles here that Tampa's out of it. Right. Tampa's out of it. They, they, you know, they, they go sideways. Right now, they are, in terms of winning percentage, I think they're like, there's the two wild cards, and then they're like four behind right now. Right. In winning percentage. Like they're four behind the two wild card spots. Right. Right? Is that right? Are you looking I'm, at I'm looking it up right now. As yeah, their points percentage? Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking it up right now. So let's say Tampa's out of it. Right? Yeah. They are actually. You're you're right. By points percentage, they're out of it. Oh, they're 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 yeah, they're and and they're not like super far out of they're it. They're slightly above the Montreal Canadiens. Right, exactly. And and like right now, see that that's where the NHL standings are a bit deceiving. Because right now you look at the standings, the actual standings, and they're the second wildcard team, yeah. right? No, they're second in the division. No, they're not. Oh sh- no, yeah, they're sorry. They're no, the they're, second wildcard team. Pardon yeah. me. Pardon me. Pardon me. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yep. They're the second wildcard team, right? Yeah. So but in terms of points percentage. They're like four behind the wild card teams. Yeah. Yeah. So so let's just say for as I said, for shits and giggles, Tampa's out of it. Right. I'm I've been starting this. I said this on Matt Larkin's podcast yesterday on Daily Face Off too. Yeah. 
Steven Who, who's, Stapp- who's Matt Larkin? Yeah, he's a, he's a, just a dude. Yeah. He's just a dude out there. Another guy with a podcast. Yeah. Um. So anyways, Steven Stamkos is on an expiring contract. Yeah. As you may know. Oh, wow. That would be so the most if? cutthroat, brutal thing ever. What if? Well, you know what? I, I think it's telling that they not only didn't offer Steven Stamkos a new contract, they didn't, they didn't even talk in the offseason when they could have extended him, hmm. right? So I, I, I would read the tea leaves and say that there's some <laughs> real hesitance on the part of the Tampa Bay Lightning to enter into a long-term extension with Steven Stamkos, right? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, yeah, so... Uh, and I don't think that, you know, again, reading the tea leaves, mm-hmm. I get the sense that what we see publicly as far as the relationship between him and the organization and maybe him and specifically the coach is maybe not quite as hunky-dory as we might all be led to believe. Well, it's always so, been reported that he has a tumultuous relationship with yeah. John Cooper. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But you're saying so, more tumultuous yeah. than... Well, no, no. But, but I mean, that, that's a factor, right? Yeah. So you factor all those things in. And if, and if, and if Tampa's clearly out of it, mm-hmm. like clearly out of it by the trade deadline, do the Arizona Coyotes package up a bunch of these picks and, and make it impossible for the Tampa Bay Lightning not to, say, take half his salary and take a bunch of picks... Uh, in exchange for Steven Stamkos at the deadline. That's a lot to take in. Not saying there's even a shred of... No, no, you're uh, not... There's a a shred of reality to this, but what if? What if? I mean, so... I mean, they, they, they traded for Taylor Hall a couple of years ago. Right. Didn't work out. No. You know... I mean, if only somebody called that. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're also making the assumption that that Arizona's clearly going to be in, like that they are going to continue to play the way they've been playing, not win every game, but they're going to be competitive and they're going to be a legitimate playoff team in the Western Conference. Okay, you've got me convinced. I'm going to tell you why. Okay, you know Bill Armstrong well. I don't know well. Well, I mean, okay. I mean, he never sends me, like, Christmas cards or anything. That dick. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a bit of a dick. Um, anyways, you know Bill Armstrong. We had him on this podcast before. Knowing just a little bit about how he thinks. Yeah. I could see him doing that just to be able to try to sell Stamkos on Arizona for a hometown discount in the offseason. Maybe. Not a hometown yeah. discount, yeah, but, yeah. like, just yeah. a... Yeah. Just a you know, come here and play yeah. for a few months. Yeah. See how you like hey, playing you know this market. Hey, you know how wet and muggy it was all that time that you were in Tampa? Yeah. Come here. It's really dry. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, but I mean, when you think about... Um, I remember when he was on the podcast and he was talking about um, that kid that you told him to sign <laughs> uh, last year. The, Which kid the, did I tell him to sign? Uh, you told him to trade for. He was an uh, NCAA prospect that was that was aging out. Jack um, Mc- no, it wasn't Jack McBain. It was. Oh, was it? Yeah, okay. it was. Anyways, um, he was talking about Jack McBain. And yeah, we might have had a conversation about that before. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, he was talking about Jack McBain. And he was talking yeah. about um, <clears throat> uh, the fact that, like, you know, 
he took a swing <clears throat> and felt that he could sell them on the city and sell them on playing there. And he said, even without an arena. Yeah. And so yeah. that's balls. Right. 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 And so I could see him doing a similar thing with, with Stamkos. Well, yeah, but, the, the, but then the elephant in the room is where am I going to be playing in three years? You know? Yeah. That's, that, that's the problem. That's the elephant in the room is like, okay, I mean, I could really like it here for a year or two. But am I going to be in Kansas City? <laughs> you know, am point. I going to be playing out the rest of this contract in Kansas City? Or probably not, but Quebec City? Or, you know, where? Or or Salt Lake City? There's a lot of cities. Yeah, that's very true. Um, yeah, and some of those are uh, better options than others. Yeah, so there you go. So anyways, just yeah. something to something to chew on. Should we get to our actual topics for the, for the day? <clears throat> le, le, le topic du jour? Topic du jour, oui. We should start off with um, Alexander Ovechkin. I'm really surprised by the St. Louis Blues, by the way. We should start off with the St. Louis Blues. No, no, no. I'm just telling you. I'm just really surprised. They beat Vegas in overtime last night. Yeah. I, I, I thought they were going directly into the crapper. So let me, let me ask you, bigger surprises, St. Louis or Boston for the year? Oh, wow. Probably St. Louis. For me, it's Boston. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Although, and, and, and not for nothing, but two teams that are known to have a strong team culture. Yeah. And yep. so when we watch the, the talent just draining out of these teams <clears throat> and then them still being relevant. Yeah. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not for nothing. Um, meanwhile, you take other teams and if you take a star player or two off their teams... You know, is there would would there be any expectation that if you took Nylander and Matthews off the Leafs tomorrow that they would be at all a contender? Yeah, because they wouldn't have to pay them. And they'd have all that cap space. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I don't agree, but fair enough. Yeah. All right. Uh, Alexander Ovechkin. I okay. feel like we've been hyped up for years about uh, from from. Do you think he could catch Gretzky? Yeah. To he might be able to catch Gretzky. To He's this guy's definitely catching Gretzky. To, to now, to now, do we begin to contemplate the possibility that he won't? Correct. So, what do you think? I think that it's. I think that it's it's negligible. It's debatable. <sighs> He's got two years left on his contract. Two two years after this year. Two, and, he, yeah. and he's 67 goals away. That's a lot of goals. So he'd Especially need... Especially when you only have five and 21 games. Yeah, so he'd need two 30-goal seasons uh, minimum. Well, no, three 20-something seasons. Three 20-something seasons would do it. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, I'm saying that he's only getting seven this year. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, if you watched them play last night, you would be inclined to think that he's only going to get seven goals this year disengaged eh? yeah and just like like he's not getting the puck like i looked at the numbers okay he's shooting every bit as much as he was in the past i actually looked at some numbers as well yeah he's on pace he's on pace for over 300 shots and i think he had about that last year yeah like it's not the heyday when he was taking 550 shots yeah yeah but it's still a lot of shots right yeah power play shots he had 96 last year. I think he's on pace. Well, before last night, he was on pace for like 113 power play shots. So it's not, it's not for lack of like shooting. Yeah. His ice time is down a little bit. He's still getting lots of power play time. 
Yeah. I mean, you could say it's a Nick Backstrom factor, but I'm not buying that. Right. Because he didn't have Nick Backstrom last year when he scored 42 goals. Yeah. Nick Backstrom had 14 assists last year. He he assisted on one of Ovi's 42 goals last year. Yeah. So it's not the Nick Backstrom thing. You know, is it a Kuznetsov thing? I mean, he was a healthy scratch last night, but... Which is crazy to think about, but yeah, yeah go yeah. on. Yeah. But so, so anyways, so to me... You, like this is more like his shooting percentage is in the in the toilet. Like what That's is it? Was, seven? Six point one seven percent. Yeah, and his and, shooting percentage last year was fourteen. Right. And on the power play, his shooting percentage is like three. Like it's 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 like historically low and it's and it's so out of character for uh Alex Ovechkin, right? Yeah. Um so literally three point two three percent. Yeah. So with most players, you would say, with players, you'd say, well, that's, you know, I mean, you geeks, you nerds would say, oh, it's bad luck and it's going to change, right? Isn't that kind that's of the That's what mon- the nerds say, that's yeah. The, that's the mantra of the analytics community, right? Is that, yeah, yeah it's, he's having some bad luck, his luck's going to change, it's going to come around, but <sighs> he's 38. That's got to be a mitigating factor. Well, I mean. He's 38. Like he should have been guys, declining much faster than than this yeah, is the yeah, truth. Yeah, um, and, yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I think it's it's so dramatic now because we've never seen this before. I mean, he had one year where he only had what thirty, thirty one. Yeah, yeah. And and that I'm pretty was, sure that that was yeah, a shortened year a couple, as well. No, 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 no. That was a full season. There were a couple okay. of lost years there. Yeah. But I mean, this is something that I don't know. Like guys lose it. Guys lose it. I don't. And I don't know. I haven't seen the Capitals enough to know whether or not that's the case, but it happens. I mean, some guys decline gradually and you see it and you notice they go from 50 to 30 to 20 to 15 to, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. But, but some guys just wake up and can't play anymore. And I'm not even for a moment suggesting that's the case with Alex Ovechkin, but I mean, there is, you know, I mean, 67 goals is a lot of goals. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of goals. It's, and he's got he's got like 60 games left this year and he's got two seasons left on his contract. Um I would say so I don't have an answer to this question. I I don't have an answer to this question, but uh so I leave it to the listener. The the real question becomes cuz I don't think this this kind of decline does not happen. It's usually usually you can see in the analytics, the mm-hmm. decline happen mm-hmm. uh, for a few years, and then you watch the points drop off, and then you can go back retroactively and say, oh, yeah, you know what? This this was pretty whatever. He was 14% shooting percentage last year. Yeah. 14% shooting percentage the year before. Right. 13% shooting percentage the year before that. Right. And now he's at 6%. So, so I... So he's basically half as... Less than half. Less than half of the shooter that he has been the last couple of years. So I think that there's only really one question to be asked here. What? It's not, did Alex Ovechkin just wake up one morning and not have it? The question is, what's been, okay, I want to rephrase this. What's been always the thing about Ovechkin that people get pissed off about? Oh, he just floats around there on the power play. Why doesn't anybody just cover him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Has he been solved? Well, I, I, he was last night. Oh yeah, he for wasn't sure. getting the puck in that shooting position last night. But yeah. that's a very good penalty killing team. 
Yeah. Right. Um, and and it, he has no goals from there this year. No power play goals. He's got one power play goal this year. Yep. I believe, and it was like from the top of the crease. Right. Um, he has no goals from his office this year, and like last night, he just wasn't getting that opportunity. He just just wasn't. Yeah. You know, I I don't know. Like I said, his his power play shots in terms of volume are right where they were last year. In fact, you know, as a before last night, he was actually on pace to have more power play shots this year than he had last year. Which is wild. Yeah. yeah. So are they, you know, I mean, yeah. There's a difference between shots, though, like, a, a you know, a partially obstructed shot or whatever the case is. But mm-hmm. I think I think that's that's really my question is that I just to see a decline like this is kind of unheard of, but yep. also to see somebody maintain this level of consistency at this is age also is unheard also unheard of. of. So, yeah, exactly. So we're not chart. So that's why I say, I don't have an answer. The question right. is, did he lose it or, uh, did he get solved yeah. or is he unlucky? It's one of those three options. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I, I don't have an answer, but yeah. Okay. Uh, well, you know, as anybody who's read a hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy knows, sometimes the question is just as important or more than the answer. <laughs> You know, so the answer to Ovechkin, 42. <laughs> 42 what? No, no, it's 42. That's, that's how old he's going to be? No, it's the meaning of life, the universe, and oh, everything. Oh, okay, yeah. all right, it's okay. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Well, you never read it? Because that's, that's what he had, that's how many goals he had last year. Huh. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, and we all know that I remember exact goal totals like this. It clears yeah. a bell. Yep, and yeah. names and everything, yep. Yeah. yeah. Names, dates, all of it. I'm yeah. just, I'm here for all of it. Okay. Let's move on. Okay. I like how you worded this question when you sent it to me. So can I, can I, can I read it in, 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 in verbatim? In real time? The good news for Canada is that among the goalies with top four save percentages in the NHL, three of them are Canadian. The bad news, they're Aiden Hill, Connor Ingram, and Cam Talbot. <laughs> <laughs> I said no, but I said the bad, and I put a question mark after bad. You did I don't know, actually. I don't know if that's bad news. Okay, you did. You did put a question mark after bad. Yeah. You didn't hear the inflection in my voice. Yeah. The bad news. The bad news. No, no, it'd be the bad news. Okay. The bad news. I think we should just move on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So. What do you think? Is that bad news? Well, and then and then what's the rest of the question? Read the rest of the question. I read the whole question. No. I didn't read the whole question. Read the last sentence in the question. What the hell is going on? What the hell's going on? Okay. Sorry, I should have done that in my Ken Campbell voice. What the hell's going on? (laughs) You want to hear... Okay, so I I said... I just just feel like... What were you going to say? No. Okay. Okay. All right, I'll say it. The thing that's craziest about this yep. is that uh, two of the three of those guys, the goal save above expected advanced analytics back up the save percentage. Okay. Connor Ingram sure, and Aiden sure, Hill are sure, sure. two of the are two of the top three. Sure. Well, I don't even know what that means, but sure. Expect to go, we go over this every week. I know, and I and I'll never I'll never know it. You can tell me it. You can explain that to me like I'm in grade three. Yeah. And hey, ChatGPT, explain like, XG to like, No, but it's like when somebody like there's people that tell me what they do, their yeah. jobs. Yeah. And they like explain it, and then I'm like, I still have no clue what this guy does. <laughs> I have no clue what this guy does. Expected goals. 
Connor McDavid on a breakaway is an expected goal. That's what I, I like, like I never, I, I don't get it anyways. Yeah. And I never will. So it's like pointless to explain it to me. Okay. All you need to know is that it's considered a very, a much better metric for measuring goaltending success. Oh, is it now? And measures it against the defense and not just the save percentage in a vacuum. Okay. All right. That's all you need to know. Okay. But, but you, and you say that by that metric, um, Connor Ingram and Aiden Hill still doing well. Correct. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I've always liked Aiden Hill. Right. I I defended him at nauseum. I mean, the, you've always liked. Okay, Aiden not Hill. always. You probably hadn't even heard of Aiden Hill in like till until like two years ago. Okay, no, that's mm-hmm. not true. That because I'm a goalie guy, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I defended him at nauseum in the playoffs last year. For his contributions to the team. Yeah, but, it, yeah, okay. Right? Uh, you're kind of, I don't, as in Ingle Montoya said in The Princess Bride, you keep using that word, but I don't think that word means what you think it means. Defended? No, ad nauseum. It means that you got tired of it. You got sick of it. it I means, did get sick of no, it because you, you were always pissing all over him, <laughs> and I got sick of defending him. I was not, I wasn't, I wasn't. Running them down. Oh yeah, far be it for you to give out a hot take, eh? <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. No, but, but yeah, but okay. So now, so now, here we are. Here we are. You know, and the next best Canadian goalie in terms of save percentage is Logan Thompson, and then, and then you're into your Tristan Jaris and guys like that. But like, the question now is like. Yeah, we're not gonna have to ever worry about the NHL playing in the Olympics, anyways, because they're just trolling us about the whole thing. They're just <laughs> they're just gonna keep saying, "Yeah, we're going," and then then they're not gonna go. Yeah, but like, too much wow, money on the line. like wow, if the if the Olympics were tomorrow, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, Connor Ingram's starting, Aiden Hill's back. Connor Ingram's up. a great story, right? Like he had yeah. he had OCD and. Yeah, and he went and got help for it, and mm-hmm. and yeah, he's he's a lot. In a lot, obviously, in a lot better place mentally now. Yeah. Um, but he was really good last night. Yeah. Like, like they didn't, you know, I mean, the shots were absurdly low for both teams. Um, and, uh, but, but Ingram, when he was called upon, was, was very, very good. Like, he looks just so solid. He just looks so methodical and like he's not scrambly or anything. Like, he looks really, really authoritative in the crease. I'd say that for the most part, Aiden Hill's like that as well. Mm-hmm. Small movements, good, concise. Well, yeah, but but I mean, they make it, that team makes it easier to play goal. Oh, yeah, but, for sure. But I mean, you still, he's still putting up a 930 or 932 or whatever yeah, it is, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, so, I mean, I mean, is that, you know, you, I'll leave it to you geeks to figure out whether or not how many quality shots per 60 he's facing when the sun is rising in the east and setting in the west, which is all the time. But, yeah. <laughs> but like, I'll, I'll leave it to you guys to, to check out the shot quality, but he's still throwing up a 930. I, uh, um, yeah, so when the sun rises in the east and sets in the west. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think that what this is, is that this is a lesson that the NHL really desperately needs to hear, which is that there's a fit for goaltenders. Yep. Yep. Aiden Hill, his strengths and weaknesses are the perfect fit for the Mm -hmm. Vegas Golden Knights. 
I have always heard how how Marty Broder was behind a, a, such a solid defense that anybody could have played goal there. Right. But that is just such patently false BS. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, Cujo went out of his way to say that he could not play unless he got lots of shots. Right. And I I was I had a front row seat to that for for four years. Right. Like he he'd face forty five and be amazing. He'd yeah. face seventeen and be awful. So don't tell me that. <clears throat> so, so don't tell me that Cujo could play in that situation. Yeah, maybe not. You know? Maybe not. I, yeah. Well, I mean, maybe he could. Yeah. He was fabulous in his day. Yeah. But my my point is is that w- this I think is giving us a lesson in fit. And Connor Ingram is playing well behind the Arizona Coyotes. It's the reason why I was such a huge proponent of Robin Leonard as being the best goal in the league about three or four years ago because well, within two years. We saw him go from the New York Islanders, the best def- defensive situation in the league at the time, to yeah. the Chicago Blackhawks, the yeah. worst defensive situation in the league at the time, to the uh, Golden Knights, which was a medium defensive situation at the time because they weren't quite as solid as they are now. Um, and we saw him play excellent in all three of those teams, mm-hmm. meaning that mm-hmm. we, we, there was no other goalie where we had such a broad sample size of excellence. But again, but again, you know, here's a guy who... Was in a good sp- headspace, right? And a great like, story, yeah. Like Connor Ingram, yeah. You know, so I mean, there's op- I mean, duh. If you're feeling good about yourself and your life is going well, that's going to be reflected in the way you play. I, yeah. I mean, it's pretty pretty clear that that's the case. Yeah, and that's the case with Connor Ingram. And it was the case with Robin Leonard. I think the lesson is is like we're. I've been saying it for years. We're all just throwing darts at a dartboard when it comes to goaltending. It feels like even the people who know that who know this business inside out are just they're just guessing. Yeah, you know, I mean, Ken Holland was just guessing that Jack Jack Campbell was gonna, and he guessed wrong, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, who would have seen, who would have seen Connor Ingram do what he's done this year? Yeah. I mean, Aiden Hill. No, I didn't. Aiden Hill is a desperation move in the playoffs last year because everybody's getting hurt and he runs with it. You know, um, it's just, you know, Cam Talbot. I mean, come on. Cam Talbot. He's a thousand years old. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just. He was feel supposed like- to be out of the league 15 years ago after the Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> I just feel like everybody's just, like, unless it's Vasilevsky or. You know, Shesterkin yeah. or Sorokin. Even Sorokin hasn't been spectacular this oh, year. Oh, really? I wonder if, Although if anybody... Although they have, they have hung him out to dry quite a bit. Yeah, but, but I wonder if anybody said that he was... I don't know. I don't care if anybody said it. It's my <laughs> podcast. Shut up. Anyway, so, <laughs> so... So I just feel like teams and everybody are guessing, and the best you can hope for... And, and I know it sounds, like, really basic, and it's probably a lot more complex than this, but, like, it just feels like everybody's just hoping that they get the guy at that point in his career when he's going to have a string together a couple of unbelievable seasons. Can and I then make, you ride him. Can <clears> I <throat> counterpoint that just a little bit? Yep. I What this really more speaks to is the base level of talent in this league. In terms of goaltending or in terms of shooters? In terms of goaltending. <clears throat> well, yeah. shooters, you could argue it as well. But yeah. in terms of goaltending, <clears throat> it is unreal, the yeah. base level of talent. Yeah, unless you're shooting from... Uh, the goal line in which case you score about half the time <laughs> unless you're shooting from an impossible angle in which case you score almost all the time we'll, we'll because, figure it out because yeah we'll figure it out 
maybe just don't fall down all the time as soon as the guy gets the puck on a stick. Maybe, maybe, maybe give the best players in the world credit for being able to pick spots when they have the puck on their stick. Maybe. I I don't know. You're preaching to the choir because I do not teach that. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Like I teach. Well, what what do you teach? How to fish the puck out of the back of the net? That's what you teach. You're really good at that. Okay, kids, you can do it in one you can do it in one full motion if you do it properly. You can do it in one motion and fire it back down the end of the to the other end of the ice. I'm laughing <laughs> because in Pittsburgh on Saturday night, <laughs> I got scored on and the puck got like lodged in behind the netting between the bar and the netting <laughs> and I had trouble getting the puck out of the back of the net. And let me tell you, when you're the away team and you're trying to fish the puck out of the back of the net and you can't do it, yeah, it's not a good look. No, it's pretty embarrassing. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. In fairness to me, it was a three on O. Yeah. So, you know. Yep. But <laughs> I also made the dumbest decision. I, I tried to jump out with a poke check. I was like, I was like, there's no chance that if these guys start passing it around that I'm going to make a save yeah. on a three on O. So I, so I started to jump out with the poke check as soon oh, as so he saw me load up. Even worse. Makes you look even worse. As soon as I loaded up, he just fired it. And I was like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> I felt so rotten about that. And then I'm like, you know what though? It was a three on O. There's just no good decision to be made here. Right. Anyways, it doesn't matter. The point is that you're telling me that I'm good at picking the puck out of the back of my net. Right. And it turns out that I'm not, Maybe not. even good Maybe at that. Maybe not even good at that. <laughs> Just have a little self-honesty time, I guess, you know? Jeez, that... Yeah, yeah. some good, some good, there's some good self-assessment there. That hurts to hear. (laughs) That hurts to hear. Am I bad at this? (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) I've devoted my whole life to this. That's not good. At least my (laughs) mid-30s. All right, let's move on from the goaltending. Okay. Let's move on from the goaltending. Right on. Are you ready to start believing the Edmonton Oilers again? Specifically... Connor McDavid. Yep. 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 Yeah? Yeah, they have like five days off right now. They're in the midst of like a five. I thought it was like their bye week, but I don't think it is. I don't think anybody... Maybe it is. I, I don't know. schedule is weird. Anyways, I don't they think don't play until like February or something. Okay. And I just feel like... Like Connor McDavid's in what? Like in 12th in NHL scoring right now? He's somewhere there. He's got like... He's got like one point less than Jack Hughes. Yeah. 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 And and I feel like, you know, he really was playing hurt at the beginning of the year. Hundo P. Yeah, yeah. yeah 100%. And Hundo, what was that? Hundo P, but I've actually been made fun of for saying that a lot lately. Oh, is this this new call? Like, like if you don't know, Dylan's gone, gone back to school. He's going to college. So he's like with all the young kids now no do you guys walk no. around going hundo p no 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 dude here's bruh, the thing no. hundo p hundo p was cool when i was in high school <clears throat> was it uh, yeah and i still say it really and so the young kids make fun of me for saying it which is why i went hundo oh p- wow that's ironic <clears throat> it's anyways yeah i don't think that's ironic no it's not no no no, no. but good job it's, english and ken it's uh coincidental <laughs> i don't know anyways <laughs> anyways hundo p what were we saying? Okay, so I I feel like Connor McDavid's just like two weeks away from like being right back up the near the top of the scoring. Okay, Connor McDavid has twenty nine points. Jack Hughes is number ten in the league with thirty. Yeah, but Jack Hughes has probably played about seven or eight fewer games. No, no, right? You mean McDavid's played 
seven no Hughes Hughes, oh, okay, Hughes right. has been hurt yeah he had a shoulder. Oh, he, was right. out for, yeah, he was out yeah. for a while yeah he was out for a while right but my my point is 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 that McDavid is in a tie for 11th yeah <clears throat> yeah is the point that I'm trying to get across yeah. here yeah. yeah so I mean the coaching bump probably means something you know there's going to be that coaching bump it's it's happened in Edmonton mm-hmm. it's happened in Minnesota big time yeah uh, which is you know but I mean, if you look at the two coaches who were fired this year, and if you look at the Edmonton Oilers' yeah. struggles this year, uh, it's it was goaltending. <laughs> oh, it was goaltending. Was yeah, yeah. I, it was goaltending. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Ottawa Senators. I mean, yeah. Um, I can't even remember who was playing, but he pitched a shutout last game. Um, but but like their goaltending has been horrendous. You know. Yeah. So maybe it just comes down to getting better goaltending. Um, but I, I really believe that the Edmonton Oilers are going to be there. And I really believe that Connor, Connor McDavid within, I would say by Christmas, he's going to be right near the top of the scoring race again. You think so? Yes. It's hard to bet against that guy. What's he, 13 points out right now? 13 points out? Uh, top of the scoring race is currently 42 points. Yeah, and he's, he's got, got 29. 29. Yeah, yeah, so 13 points. Who's got the most points? Kucherov? Kucherov. Yeah, Kucherov has the most points. Yeah, so. I'd say that um, some of the guys, I think, will uh, go down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, JT Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that he's going to keep it up. There's two defensemen in that mix, and they're tied, and we will be talking about them later. Uh, but yeah, I, it's hard to bet against Connor McDavid. It, it uh, honestly, he's one of those guys that you watch, and even though he puts up ridiculous amounts of points, you almost feel like, why doesn't he put up more? Right. You're like right. when yeah, you see yeah. him when you yeah. see him just just dangle four different defenders. Well, and that's then that's score. like the other Connor Connor Bedard. Like, I mean, he's doing great as a rookie, and we're going to talk about him later too. But like, he could have like. He's got 11 goals. He could have like 30. <laughs> I oh, really yeah. feel like he could have like 30 goals right now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it's... Uh, yeah, I mean, their power plays back. They're back near the top in power play. They, I just feel like all the markers are pointing towards the Oilers getting it together, uh, pulling back into the race. Like... You know, I mean, they've dug themselves an enormous hole. There's no question about it. And probably, you know, home ice advantage in the first round is like not a reality at this point. Oh, no chance. But I think, you know, I think getting in is definitely a possibility at this point. And, and we'll, I think that's, they'll, they'll start to really put it together. And I think McDavid and Dreisaitl both, I think we'll be back, right? You know, I mean, before this season, we thought it was going to be not a race. Yeah. Right. We didn't think it, we didn't think that the uh, we didn't think the Art Ross Trophy was going to be a race. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a race now. So yeah. that's kind of cool. Uh, one thing to sort of say though, out of just a little bit of concern, just a little. Uh, as the Grateful Dead said, every silver lining's got a touch of gray. Yeah. They are the twenty seventh in five versus five save percentage. For the last week alone. Right. So during their win streak. Yep. They are 27th in five versus five save percentage. Yeah, that's not too good. They're still not getting the saves. Yeah, they're not. Is the point. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that's concerning. I which is say, why, which is why Brad Holland, who's the D- assistant GM of the Oilers, is like in every press box in the league right now. Like yeah. every night you see, oh, Brad Holland's here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wonder which goalie he's scouting. You know? Yeah. So I got to I, I got to say, like, uh, I think that <laughs> with what Edmonton's gone over lately, and I've always been a defender of this guy's, but uh, he's not well loved in the goalie community, and 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 sometimes in the broader community in general, I think we really got to doff our cap to Mike Smith. <laughs> I think that it's time that we just, that yeah. we just realized that he actually yeah. was, was holding down the goaltending in a very <laughs> difficult situation because others have tried. Others have failed. Others have failed. Yeah. I think it's time that Mike Smith gets his due. Okay. Yeah. Just my two cents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, should we move on from the Edmonton Oilers? Sure. All right. You don't have anything more to say? No. I, I wanted to expand on Connor McDavid being good for about another 14 hours. We could do it. Wouldn't be that hard, to be no, honest. No, it wouldn't. It really wouldn't. All right. Last topic. Picks. Quarter season picks. For Norris, Hart, and Vesna. No, we called her. We talked about Oh, called. Well, okay. okay, Vezina. Okay, so who's who's the Vezina Trophy winner this year? I haven't, I haven't, I haven't, yeah. I haven't considered it. Well, as we much. did. We talked about goalies already, so those guys are all probably big time considerations in the mix. Yeah. Uh, but right now, like, so the question was, right now, if you're voting for the Norris Trophy, Hughes or or, or Macar, Hughes or Macar. And for that matter, if you're voting for the Hart Trophy, Hughes or Makar. <laughs> I'm serious. Well, you know the old... I'm serious. What, what, when was the last time a defenseman won it? 2002, Chris Pronger. You know the old adage with, with goaltenders, right? Which is that if they're up for Hart and Vesna, then they definitely have the Vesna locked in. Yeah. So yeah. if you're considering Makar for, for Hart and Norris... But I'm considering both of them. Like, who do you pick? Oh, I assumed you meant Jack Hughes for no, Hart. No, Quinn, Quinn Hughes. You're saying Quinn Hughes for both? Yeah. Yeah, it's not a bad pick. You know what? Honestly, I'm uh, Quinn Hughes has my heart this year. Uh, oh, sorry. My H-E-A-R-T. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Quinn Hughes has my Norris and my and my my organ that pumps blood through my body. Right, okay. Um. So I, I, I just think that the team that he's doing it on... Just makes it that much more impressive. Uh, for Hart Trophy, I'm not necessarily leaning towards either of them. But anyways, let's start with Norris. Really? Eh? Like they, they're not even like on your radar for Hart Trophy? No, they're on my radar. Yeah. If I had a vote, they'd be they'd be on it. They'd be on the ballot. Who'd be okay? So who'd be your top five right now? Who'd be your top five? Mine would be McCarr, Hughes, Panarin, Pasternak. Makar, Hughes, Panarin, Pasternak. I'm trying to come up with number five. The other Hughes? Maybe the other Hughes. Yeah. Yeah, maybe the other Hughes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If if Jack Hughes finishes out the season strong, yep. then he's on it. Yep. Quinn Hughes has to be on it mm-hmm. for me. Yep. I, it just, I'm sneaky, always... Sneaky Miko Rantanen, too. Right, but but Miko but Miko Ranton and again it's 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 hard for me to give the heart to somebody. I'm I'm a stickler for the wording of the heart trophy. 
Okay. I'm a, I'm a stickler that that it is it is your importance to your team. Okay. Right. Uh, McDavid is on it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Right. So I've got McDavid. I've got Jack Hughes. I've got Quinn Hughes. Uh, I couldn't I I couldn't do Miko Rantanen. Yeah, I, I I think yeah, McDavid has to be on it. That's a that's a big that's a big mistake by me. That's a big omission by me. <laughs> yeah. Matt McDavid's got to be on it. McDavid, Kel McCarr, Quinn Hughes, Jack Hughes. Yeah, maybe, maybe Pasternak. Maybe Pasternak. Yeah, maybe Pasternak. Yeah. Pa- Pasternak is a good pick because yeah. again, um, what he's doing for the Boston Bruins right now, yeah, is it continues to be outrageous. For a while there, I think Slick Willie was on it too. Yes, Willie Willie Nylander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I mean, we literally talked about that two weeks ago, right? So I'd literally. say. We literally talked about it two weeks ago. Literally. We did literally talk about it two weeks ago, yeah. Ken. Yeah. You have nothing to say in this matter. Okay. Yeah. We didn't metaphorically talk about it two weeks ago. No, we actually literally spoke about it. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Okay. You're welcome for using literally properly. Yeah. I'm literally so good at English. Quinn Hughes has been insanely good. Quinn Hughes has been insanely good. Quinn Hughes has been insanely good. Like offensively. And I think defensively he's been better. He Defensively, seems, he's been good. He's been he's, well he's been above sh- average. He's been shooting the puck like with so much authority this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm can, a big one for situational goals, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's he's huge in situational goals. Yeah, he scored four first goals of the game. Yeah, he scored five goals that have put the Canucks ahead in games. He's four of his goals have been have put the Canucks ahead for good in the game. So that that to me defines a game winner, not the not the margin of victory. It's the one that puts you ahead in the game for good. That's yeah. my definition of a game winning goal. He's got four of those. So he's been he's been outstanding. Yeah, and defensively he's been he's been very good. He's yep. been yeah. He's been on the penalty kill. He's been yep. shutting things down. Yeah. He's been excellent defensively. And I and I well. think I think that, you know, Philip Peronic, who we all thought was a Really good defenseman, really good, decent offensive defenseman. I think he's got something to do with it too. I think that putting putting Hughes and Hronik together was is just such a stroke of genius. It's it's just so against the grain for what expectation is. Yeah, but I think that more than anything, what it does is it suggests that it suggests that they know that Hughes is way better defensively. Than, yeah. than the broader hockey world was willing to give him yeah, credit yeah, for yeah, yeah. for a long time because yeah. you just wouldn't do that otherwise mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and they've complimented each other so well I, I just yeah I, I I never would have I never would have dreamed I mean we're, what we're seeing with these two guys is is literally and I'm using literally in the literal and right sense it's historic like the way these guys are putting up points and the production they've been getting it's historic. Literally everything is historic. No, Ken. but no, but it's it's. You dropped your laptop two minutes notable. ago. That is historic. It's notable. <laughs> it's notable. Like I mean, yeah. You know, every it seems like every point Kale McCarr scores, there's some some different benchmark that he's that he's kind of achieved, right? For getting this many points in this many games and doing it faster than anybody else. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I, I totally agree. So yeah. so, so I think we're agreed that much Quinn more Hughes disappointing. For, it's going to make it that much more disappointing when the NHL doesn't go to the Olympics. Yeah. Because uh, we don't get to see, yeah. you know, Kel McCarr and Quinn Hughes and Jack Hughes and Austin Matthews. And yeah. All those guys. Um, 
So we're agreed then Quinn Hughes essentially for for Vesna, uh, for Norris. I, he would be my pick right now. He'd he would be my, be my pick, pick well. over Kale McCarr. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually both, talking myself into Hart. Of, and both of them would be in the Hart conversation. I'm actually talking myself into yeah. Quinn Hughes and Hart. Okay. I'm, I, I'm I talking myself it. into it the more. And, and I think, you know, it's notable too that he's, he's, it's, he's doing it in a year when he's taken on the captaincy in a very difficult, scrutinized market, you know? Well, Vancouver I mean, Canucks fans are known to be so easygoing oh, yeah, usually. Yeah, they're nice. They never yeah. get butthurt about anything. Yeah. But no, but I mean, it's, you know, I mean, I think that's that's notable as well. I mean, because some guys take on that kind of role and they thrive and some guys occasionally take on that kind of role and, and, it, and it hurts their game because yeah. they try to do too much and they try to be too many things to too many people. Yeah. And Quinn Hughes just seems to have that, way about him that allows him to be able to accept that pressure and to not let it bother him. Okay, so going for the trifecta of big awards, as I've talked myself into Quinn Hughes for Hart, mm-hmm. and and of course that makes him a shoe in for Norris. My Vesna uh, candidate, Thatcher Demko. Okay. I wasn't even prepared to talk about Vesna, but anyways... Go ahead. We were talking. We were going to talk about Calder. Okay, sorry. Well, you well you <laughs> asked me at the beginning, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then I started. So yeah, because I, you brought it up in the first place. Anyway, because you were sending me telepathic yeah. messages. About Anyways, it. I don't care. GMs vote on Vezina, and they're all they they're going to do whatever they're going to do. Yeah, so. Vasilevsky's going to get it again or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Carrie Price will get it in a year where he has not played. Right, he's exactly. still under contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Is Carrie Price still under contract? Well, yeah. technically, yes. Yeah, yo, he's the best guy. He's the best. He's guy. the best one out there. Yeah. Um. So <sighs> that guy's a gamer. I'm very, you know that if you threw him in the playoffs tomorrow, he'd do it. I'm very interested in the Calder race because, I mean, are we prepared to say that it's that Connor Bedard's got it? Pretty prepared. I, I don't know if we're totally prepared, though. I think that you're speaking for us, and there is no us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there has never been an us. There's never been an us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I would give it to him right now, but I'm not sure it's a, like, like okay, would the voting be unanimous? Would it be, would he, would he get everyone's first place vote right now? Eh, he might, he might. I mean, Marco Rossi's been really bringing it. He's been really good lately. Yeah. You know, there have been a couple of rookies. I mean, Carconi is not a rookie because he's 27. <laughs> so he's not considered a rookie. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know that it's, a, that it's like a slam dunk uh, thing yet. You know, I mean, Luke Hughes has been very good. Luke Hughes has been really good. And by the way, if you're watching hockey tonight, you might want to watch the Vancouver New Jersey game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You might want to watch that. Yeah, three Hughes brothers. Yeah, exactly. You love to see it. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I'm going to hedge my bet here, and I'm going to say that it's just going to be Bedard. Well, there's going to have to be other. Candidates. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, there's going to have to be mean, other you, finalists. You know, I, well, you asked me who's yeah, yeah. going to get it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that uh, Matthew Poitras could be in that in that conversation. Right. Um, I mean, when you're talking about Calder, you're you're 
you're talking about raw points, but you're also talking about who's 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 captured your fancy, right? right. Who's who who have you watched and you go, oh, I can't wait to see more of that guy. Mm-hmm. And so there's a little bit of name brand recognition. There's a little bit of highlight reel recognition, and then and then there's of course the raw points, right? And uh, Matthew Poitras, I think uh, his raw points are not bad. He's got nine. No, he's got more than nine. Uh, his raw points are. He doesn't have a lot of points. Uh, Eleven. Yeah, eleven's not bad for a rookie. It's not bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he can still potentially pick it up. His, his raw points are not bad. He scored some highlight reel goals, so he's already put himself into people's brains. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, and he's and he's contributing on a Boston Bruins I, team that needs contribution. I feel like Leo Carlson's going to make a big, big jump, and he's going to make he's going to make this interesting. Hmm. Have you watched Anaheim play? Not as I mean, much. They, 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 the whole plan with Leo Carlson has changed in Anaheim. Oh, yeah. Like they were going to, he was going to be a spot in guy. He was going to play a bit. He was going to sit a bit. He was going to do this. He was going to do that. Now he's driving everything. He's driving. He's on the top line. He's driving plays on the power play. They, they can't live without him, <laughs> you know? So I think he's going to be in the mix for sure, too. Uh, and then, then I look at a guy like Tyson Forster in, in, in Philly, like, man. Like, that guy's good. Like, there are some really, really good rookies. You think Logan Cooley enters the conversation? He does. I even think, you know, a Brock Faber might be a, a guy. Like, I really like him. Yeah. He's just so solid. He's not He's not like Luke Hughes, yeah, sexy yeah. offensively, but he's really, really good. Well, it's already rare for defend, defensemen to win it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that'd be a difficult sell. Yeah. Uh, is Cole Perfetti still considered a rookie? Nope. No, not at all. No. I was wondering, because he, he only played so many games last year. He only played so many games. He only played so many games. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying. He played a lot of games. He was injured for most, most of the year. I know, but he's, he's, not, he's definitely not a rookie. Okay. Um, yeah, I, 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 I do think it's Bedard, right? We can, we can, we can... We can twist our head into mental pretzels as to why there, it could be other people, but uh, I and think with, with Perfetti, it's not the games he played last year; it's the games he played the year before. Oh shoot! Yeah, yeah you're right. He's two years. He's a third year player, yeah. so he's not right. called or eligible. Sorry. Okay. okay. Yeah. But Just anyways, curious. he wasn't it, he eligible came, for it last year. He came up on my rookie list, which is why I was surprised. I was literally asking. What on what rookie list? On Natural Stat Tricks list when I put rookies only. Well, Natural Stat Trick is out to lunch i would say in this case yes a little bit yeah, yeah. okay yeah. yeah i that i was literally just asking because i was like <laughs> i was like it surprised me to see him on the list anyways mm-hmm. doesn't matter all good anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here no i think we've covered seem to have covered off a lot i, I guess think- when we go two weeks without a podcast you, you the subjects tend to build up a little bit yeah i would i would tend to agree i would tend to agree but thank you for sticking around to the end of this podcast, if you did indeed do that. And uh, don't forget to check out kencampbell.subset.com, and we will talk to you next week.